It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting tonight for the Slick Track Series. If you guys haven't been a part of it yet... Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's actually get a growing number of people that just come by and watch because the racing is fantastic. It's a lot of fun to watch. And we're going to have uh, Shane Hyatt stickers for sale still. I think I probably got about 100 of them left. So if you guys want to swing on down to Joe's Karting on Tuesday night, I'll be there from about 6.30, 6.45-ish until the races are over with right around 8 o'clock. Uh, cash is uh, always preferred. That's the easiest way just to get it over to that Pinnacle Bank Arena account, or excuse me, Pinnacle Bank account that has been set up for uh, Shane and Kylie Hyatt. Speaking of that, joining us on the show now, the uh, easily superwoman of the uh, the decade, uh, Kylie Hyatt joining us on the show now. And uh, Kylie, uh, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your night. I know you got a ton going on. So uh, thank you for taking the time and, and sitting down and talking with us for a little bit. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I know this is probably going to be a little bit difficult. You've probably relived the last two weeks in your head about 10,000 times. You've told the stories. I still have a bunch of people that kind of that ask me out about passing, you know, what happened, how this all thing unfold and how Shane doing. So I, I thought it'd be kind of helpful to have you on the show tonight and kind of discuss, you know, the bullet points of, of what happened with Shane that Saturday night and what the medical, uh, the medical officials have told you guys and then what you're looking for as far as going forward. So that Saturday, we, it was just like, like any normal Saturday. We had plans already. One of our best friends came back from deployment. She had been gone for a year. And so we were headed to Lincoln to go get drinks and supper with her. And um, Shane had just, he was at the shop all day. He was putting a new muffler thing on his truck Um and so he was super excited to drive his truck. He um, normally I drive anywhere we go just because gas mileage is better in my vehicle. But he was gun ho to drive that night because he got <laughs> this new thing on his truck and he was super excited about it. Um, so we we left the house like normal. We dropped the kids off to grandma and grandpa in Rising City and away we went. Um, he needed to get gas. And so we initially always just stop at the RC pit stop um, to get gas, but all the gas pumps were full. And he really, he was like, well, I've got enough gas. Why don't we just stop in Seward? And I said, okay, that, that works for me. So make our way into Seward, gets out, puts the gas in his truck and opens the door and asks if I need anything. And I, I, uh, I said, I didn't need anything. So away he went inside the store comes out everything's perfectly normal um puts his Gatorade down in the center council and starts scrolling through his phone to get the music on he's always got to put his music on in his truck to pump him up and get it get him going um so he was scrolling through trying to find the song that he wanted to leave with and I was on my phone just scrolling and you know, it, it it probably wasn't this long, but it felt like forever that we weren't moving. And I just kind of looked over at him and I said, hey, Shane, are we 
are we leaving? And he goes, yep. I said, okay. So I go back to my phone, kind of doing my own thing. And then he kind of just starts breathing really heavily. And I just, I just looked over and I just kind of kept hitting him and asking him if he was okay. And then that's kind of, everything just kind of collapsed from there. Um, I didn't know what to do because he had never done anything like this before. So I asked him if I should call 911 and he said no, but, um, you know, like I think he kept thinking he was okay, but then I called his mom and his dad and they said, you know, I think he's having a stroke. You need to call 911 right now. So I hung up, called 911 and the dispatcher was absolutely amazing with me. She was keeping me calm while trying to make sure that Shane was still conscious, which he was. Um, it, then the sheriff came and then there was about six more cops that flooded into the gas station along with like six EMTs. Um, the ambulance took a little bit to get there, but I think the driver was not around the area so they were trying to get him and make sure everything was good in the ambulance before that could come so it felt like a lifetime before we actually got to the hospital in Seward but we made it in we made it into the hospital and the sheriff you know kind of was talking to me and you know he goes this just kind of looks like a stroke you know they'll get them all worked up in the hospital and you know should be good to go so my thought process going to the hospital was okay, we got, okay, he had a, a little stroke and we'll be fine. We'll go home, you know, within a few days. We get to Seward and that was definitely not, not the case at all. Um, I walk into the room and he just kind of, he just, he just completely crashed after that, completely went downhill. And the nurse, the one nurse that told me just, you know, to step out of the room, she didn't want me to listen in here and watch them do all they were doing. Um, we later, we later on, not later on, but, um, a little while later, we ended up finding out that Shane had a massive, massive brain bleed. Um, and there were so many questions going on in my head and I had called Mike and Barb, you know, they, and Sean, and they were coming as fast as they could from home. Mm -hmm. Um, they had dropped the kids off at one of my old coworkers that kind of just lives up the street from us. And dropped them off with her and their family and um, they were coming to Seward as fast as they can. Obviously me being who I am just was a complete emotional wreck and I just really couldn't comprehend much of what the nurse was telling me was going on. Um, and then once Mike and Barb got there it was and Sean, it, it was a lot better for them to kind of understand what was going on. But what we had known was it was not good at all. Um, there's not a whole lot of people that know this. And I think it's pretty crucial for people to, to know this. And one day, you know, when Shane is all better, it's going to be pretty, it's, it's just a miracle that, um, he's even here. So they actually gave Shane a 10% chance oh, to man. make it from Seward to here. Yeah. The, um, this brain bleed was just so massive that they, they just weren't giving him much of a chance. Um, so my panic mode came on and I think I pretty much just died inside and I had nothing to say on the way to Omaha. I just sat in the back of the pickup and just 
kind of just had my whole life flash before my eyes. Um, so we got to Omaha, we got to UNMC. Um, the doctor had called us up, you know, I needed to sign some paperwork and the doctor had called us up and had said, um, this, is, this is pretty extremely critical. I want you guys to know that, you know, I will do everything in my entire power to save him, but we are looking at this not being very good right now. And so, um, you know, they just were kind of point blank with us. They didn't want to sugarcoat anything, which, which was good, but which wasn't good for me and my mindset. Um, so away we went, we went downstairs and they didn't know how long surgery would last. A surgery like this could have lasted anywhere from two hours to six hours. Um, so we were just kind of anxiously awaiting what, what was going on. Um, after about two and a half hours, we had called up there because we didn't hear anything. And um, the doctor came down and kind of gave us better news than what we came in with. So um, they, they did what they needed to do. And the surgery only took about two hours, which was really, really good, they said, for the type of brain bleed that he had. Um, and they stopped it and they, they, you know, they did what they had to do. They did everything. He said, you know, surgery went exactly how they wanted, if not better than what they wanted, um, which was really, really good to hear. The prognosis initially going in, his brain bleed was on the left side. So the left side of your brain controls the right side of your body and controls your language and your speech. So going into all of this, we knew that A, Shane was going to be paralyzed and B, Shane would have a very difficult time with language. Um, after having the surgery done, we had found out um, once he kind of started waking up and moving that his right side was not paralyzed. Um, it's gonna need a lot of extensive therapy uh, because it just was kind of damaged in that kind of aspect. But not being paralyzed was something that was really, really great to hear. Um, but he will kind of have some language issues. Um, speech therapy had come in today and kind of talked to us and, you know, dealing with things with Bristol, I understand a lot of like the speech side of things. So um, she kind of told me things that I figured that we were going to have to endure. But, you know, miracles happen every single day. And I just pray like heck that you know, once we're kind of out of this, that Shane will be able, you know, to talk again, um, however that may be. Um, so right now we are kind of in a limbo stage. He has really impressed the doctors. Um, he's waking up well. He's having really good days. And then he's having just kind of days where he's just sleeping a lot, which they're really looking at that right now. Um, sleep could be a good thing, but sleep could also not be a good thing with this kind of an ordeal going on. Um, if he's sleeping too much, that might mean that his, the bloodstream and his ventricles aren't working as good as they should be on a normal person. Um, so they are taking CT scans almost every morning just to see how those ventricles are working. This morning, they seem to be working well. 
but since he is sleeping a lot more today and not being as active, they'll do another CT scan tomorrow to make sure um, that they're still flowing the way that they want them to. Uh, the reason for this is they don't want those that blood flow to stop at any point because mm -hmm. then his brain will fill back up with the fluid and we'll be way worse than where we're at now. So uh, UNMC has been absolutely hands down the best that I could have ever asked for. Um, how the future holds, I don't know. Um, really, they, the doctor they kind of started discussing a timeline for Shane moving up to a lesser care unit because of his health progress. Yes. So um, they took out the breathing tube on Friday and with the breathing tube being in for 12 days, um, that is pretty critical for a person. Um, after 14 days, it becomes very critical and they take it out and they put a trach in. Um, they had felt like Shane was doing pretty well breathing on his own, that they didn't want to trach him right away. They wanted to try to take it out and see how his body would handle it. Mm -hmm. So far, his body is doing okay. He is having a little bit of respiratory issues every now and then, um, which is pretty common, but they are just watching him very, very closely. So once they're more comfortable that his respiratory is exactly where they want it, they'll move him to like the level down, one level down of a room. Um, they were talking maybe later this week of doing that as long as he still kind of kept up with his respiratory good. Okay. Um, he had a really, really bad episode on Saturday, which scared the ever living bejesus out of both Barb and I. Um, so they just don't want him to go through that again, but we just kind of got to see, you know, it's, it's hard to, to know what's going to happen. You know, I used to be a planner. I used to have to have everything planned out and did all, you know, and now it's, we're really living like day by day on on how this is going to go. Um, they're, they're starting therapy this week as well. Um, they just did speech today. They'll do more occupational and uh, physical therapy later this week. Um, but yeah, it's, we, you know, it's, they keep telling us it's going to be one heck of a long road and how Shane progresses is how he wants to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, we all know Shane is a fighter, but we also all know that Shane is stubborn as hell. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of worry about how this is all going to go, but I keep hoping that me reassuring him that everything is going to be okay as long as he's fighting. He's got a whole, a bigger army than I could have ever imagined behind us fighting mm -hmm. with him. So, yeah, that's been the thing over the last couple of weeks for me. It's it's just been amazing to watch the community get behind you too. And um I wouldn't say it's surprising at all because I've I've watched this community every year get behind a driver, two drivers, five drivers that have something that happens in their life and and just rally behind you and give you all the support. And it's been um really kind of uplifting uh to watch everybody just Okay, what do we need to do? How can we help out? Where where can we send money? What can we do this? Right. Yeah, that's been it has been 
overwhelming in a very good way, not in a bad way, in a, in a good way. I just sometimes I don't think I say thank you enough or saying thank you is not enough for what has actually been done to our family. It's just I I am just blown away. And I know when Shane, you know, really gets back with it, that he is going to be like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, what can we do for you? There's been a lot of conversations about what, um, what we, what needs to be done for Shane, you know, help offset the medical bills, stuff like that. You're, you're kind of the, the general in charge of the army that's, you know, heading this whole thing up. Cause I mean, obviously being his wife, you're, you're going to be the one that's going to be by his side the most. Um, yeah. what can we do for you? I don't know. Everybody asks me that. And I really don't, I don't, I'm, I don't like to ask for things. I don't know. Um, I, I really, I really don't know quite at this moment, you know, I guess people keep telling me to make sure I take care of myself as well. And I, you know, I am, I'm taking care of myself. I'm finally sleeping. Um, my main priority is really just getting my husband back and making sure my kids have their, their biggest hero back. Yeah. Well, I know I can tell you one thing from my experiences with UNMC, which have been rather extensive. Not, I don't think they're going to reach the uh, the extent that you guys are going through, but um, working with them on the financial issues is a piece of cake. So don't even worry about that part of it. I mean, I had yeah. extensive bills. I was in there a year and a half ago for a kidney transplant and I had heart issues before that. So um, they're great people to work with in every respect. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So I'm really just taking all that and just hoping that they are understanding until we really kind of know more long term what's, you know, where we're going to sit with things. But well, stay strong, kid. Uh like you've noticed, you got a lot of people behind you that are giving you support. So uh, let us know if you need anything. You know, we're just a message away or a Facebook post away. If you need to get out and, and get a beer and just relax or you need a quiet place to sit, all you got to do is ask somebody. You know, somebody's going to jump up and help out. Or do you need yeah. some beer delivered to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a couple of friends come happen. up. We had a couple of friends come up the other day that are good friends with Shane and I, they had asked if they could have drinks in here. Of course, I think they were talking more pop or water. And I was like, well, do you have a 12 pack of Bud Light? And they're like, well, we could. And I said, yeah. Shane might appreciate you taking that up there and putting it in his feeding tube. That might perk him up a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that might upset the apple cart for the doctor. So that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might upset that cart. Well, yeah. you know, only if you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, somebody's going to have to answer to it because I'll guarantee it's in his blood work. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How'd that get in there? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I know this wasn't easy, Kylie. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate the time and uh, stay in touch. We'll we'll keep uh, keep the train rolling on this end. We'll keep uh, doing those fundraisers for you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Again, thanks. Thank you to everybody that has reached out, message, text, done everything that they've done so far. Um, all the meals, everything is just amazing. I appreciate everybody. And trust me, Shane will be more than blown away just like I am. So stay strong. It'll be over before you know it. Hang in there, kid. I, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it a lot. Uh, we'll talk, thanks. We'll talk to you later.
All right. Once again, that was Kylie Hyatt, wife of Shane Hyatt, who uh, it's been well documented over the last couple of weeks, had a bit of a medical issue. Uh, dang it. I wrote down a couple of questions and I, I just didn't get to them. Um, I didn't realize I'd, I'd heard that it was a small brain bleed, but she made it very clear there at the beginning when she was talking that it was a massive brain bleed. Yeah, I everything I'd read, I never saw anything related to size. And I don't care if it's a little one or a big one. When it's a brain bleed, it's serious shit. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I We were down at the Eagle. Sarah and I were at the uh, Mini E Awards Banquet on uh, last Friday. And uh, I was explaining to some kids and, and I, you know, just one of them was kind of looking at me and said, what happened to Shane? And and kind of just in the, you know, the gentlest and, and generic terms, I kind of explained it to him and the kid goes, oh, that doesn't sound very good at all. And I said, <laughs> said no, it's not. And I think he was a little boy that went over to Sarah. Uh, I was uh, walking around selling stickers and Sarah was sitting at the uh, the table just as you walk in. And he went over and he put a dollar down and he said, how much is it for a sticker? And Sarah said, it's $10. And he goes, well, I only have a dollar, but I really want to help Shane. And he turned around and walked off. He left the dollar. And so, I, I mean, that, that's just, that's the cool little stuff that I just, that gets you in the, in the special place. Well, and whoever that kid's parents are, I think they're raising him right. Yep, Absolutely. All right, we got a couple minutes left in this turn before we head over to turn number two and talk with Brad Deary, your stock car track champion at Adams County Speedway. I know we just talked to him a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't look far enough ahead. And as he was leaving the night talking to us with the uh, IED Speedway interview, you know, we'd wrap that up. And I think he was the last interview of the night for IED Speedway. We were kind of breaking down the equipment and he said, um, so when do you guys want to talk to me about the Adams County Speedway track championship? I was like, Oh man, I missed that one up. So he came back and we still had another great conversation. Talked to him about his ACS track championship, which you're going to hear coming up in turn number two. But I wanted to talk about a couple of the headlines before uh, we end turn number one. And one big one came out on Monday night, Dirk, that looks like Park Jefferson Speedway in uh, South Dakota is going to be heading to Sunday night races. They'll be doing five IMCA classes I'm looking through their comments and answers, and I'm not seeing which five classes. Well, I'm going to just know on the track, um, you know, from having worked there, it's been several years, but again, um, they'll run both mods, mm-hmm. they'll run stock cars, hobbies, and compacts. Yeah, I think you're actually right. Stu Snyder did ask if they were going to run sprint cars, and they replied back, said no. So, yeah. And uh, I, you know, I know they'll run a couple specials with sprints, and normally when they're specials, I don't even know if they run the 305s on specials, but I know they run the 360s a couple times. Yeah, it looks and, like Test and Tune is going to be April 23rd and 29th. I imagine that 29th is probably a uh, backup date, or maybe just let's give it a second run. Then they've well, got opening night on the 30th. Yeah, it could be used as a backup date, is you know, because if the weather in end of April, who knows? I mean, that year I worked up there, we lost the first six races. So yeah, you know, I, I got tired of driving up there and sitting there for two hours and then having it start raining again. It was a mess that year, but that was, <laughs> year that was 2011. Mm. That was a year when I, you know, I was driving up through Decatur and everything because the interstates were all jacked in Iowa there. I-29 and 680 were all a mess. But all that, uh, yeah, the flooding that damaged Epley and yeah. Yeah, that big flood took out the power plant up there in Fort Calhoun a whole bit. Yeah, that was the year I happened to be lucky enough to work up there. 
<laughs> Opening night, yeah, once again, April 30th. And they've got weekly racing action until June 11th, which will be a weekly racing night, but it's also going to be added uh, or accompanied by the Tri-State Late Models. Uh, June 18th and 19th is a 5,000 to win sport mod show. Looks like it's going to be 5,000 to win both nights. Uh, then they've got uh, weekly racing until August 13th, which is going to be a Nebraska Dirt Crown, 3,000 to win, 200 to start race. Weekly racing the 20th, championship night the 27th. Then they're going to have um, September 10th and 17th is just marked as racing national points. And then the uh, Iron Cup returns September 24th and 25th. Yeah, I think they uh, um, didn't like having to compete with cars on Saturday night is why mm -hmm. they're taking over the, the Sunday night slot that, uh, well, the track that was right across the street's been had several names over the last few years. The new Raceway Park, I think, might have been the last name they raced under. Mm -hmm. And it was the promoter there just announced what a month or six weeks ago that he was stepping away it hadn't been very long ago and i haven't seen anything after that post yeah you know but yeah and, and you know and even then they said that they were going to be working with the new raceway park you know and on a lot of this stuff well again now that the the other tracks out of the way mm -hmm. um and my guess is the people there at pj have probably you know looked into it before they pick to move the night and realize that the track's probably not going to be up and running for at least this year. So if they're going to take the Sunday night spot away from them. Another one I wanted to talk about was uh, I think we'll probably get Damon from demon decals on this to talk a little bit more, but demon decals announced they're teaming up with the American cancer society starting this Friday. They're going to do their annual vote for, um, all the existing demon decals drivers are going to get to vote are going to get voted on. It's going to be a, a tournament style, a bracket style. It's going to last for four days for the divisional voting Four winners will be drawn to represent demon decals charity team. So I think they're going to get a free wrap. And then at the end of the season, those wraps, those body panels are going to be auctioned off and all the money is going to go uh, towards the uh, American cancer society. So, there's a pretty good post about it. I think I shared it out a couple of weeks ago. I'll share it out again as it's coming up now, but um, they're, uh, they're, they're raising some good money for the American cancer society. And so I figured it probably be a good time to get uh, Damon on the show to talk about exactly how that's all going to work. Probably be a good idea. Yeah. The only other piece of news I had is that uh, apparently NASCAR is going to be asking for additional revenue as a part of the next TV deal. That's kind of a, well, duh. I don't think I got anything else. You got anything else? Yeah, the only article I read this week that I really had a chuckle out of was uh, the article about uh, Joe Gibbs racing, erasing their original plans to have Ty Gibbs run two full seasons in the Xfinity Series and then move up to Cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, have we talked right? about that, that, Ty, that Ty's going to be in the uh, 54 next year? Yeah. I mean, who writes that article, you know, two weeks after it's been announced? <laughs> who writes that article? Somebody you know, and, needs and, clicks. <laughs> well, and, and it wasn't one of the aforementioned people that I was just talking about with the uh, Middle Eastern, you know, Indian, Pakistani type name or anything. It wasn't one of them. You know, it's one of them again where I just want to throw my phone or something, you know. Yeah. Why? Why did you do this? You know, I'm thinking when I see this headline, you know, 
JGR changes plans for Ty Gibbs. I'm thinking now they're taking him out of the 54. Right. He's no longer going to be in the Cup Series next year. Yeah. But it was just the opposite. Just totally stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, By the way, Kylie did message me. Uh, She forgot to even talk about the diagnosis for what caused all of this. And uh, she said that it was caused by super high uncontrolled blood pressure. Crazy for this to actually happen, but they did. They have done many tests to see if it was anything else that might have triggered this. All the tests came back normal. Shane has been dealing with high blood pressure issues for many years and has been on meds, taking them daily. Uh, but that was apparently the cause of the uh, massive brain bleed. So, all right, that's going to do it for us in turn number one. Uh, Brad Deary, Adams County Speedway track champion, just around the corner. Hang tight. Dirk and I'll be right back. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube at Council Plus for all the great, uh, let's see, this is November 22nd, so there's no more football. Wait, no, there's football. There's plenty there's of football. football. All the football action. I think basketball's starting up now. Nuba's playing. Plenty of basketball on uh, big screens at Quaker Steak and Lube. Also, um, Corvettes hanging from the walls. It's rather, uh, well, I'm... Needless to say, we're not doing the show over there because I, even though that Corvette has hung there for the better part of ten years, I think eleven years the restaurant's been open. I still don't trust that it's not going to fall on me if we do a show over there. So we do it on the upper opposite side of the room, and I nervously stare at the Corvette every once in a while. But get over to Quaker Steak and Lube Council us for all the great uh, sights, sounds, smells, and fun times at Quaker Steak and Lube, including. All-you-can-eat wings on Tuesday nights. Joining us on the show now, boy, it seems like just ages ago we talked to you, (laughs) but so much has changed in your life. Brad Deary, the milkman, Adams County Speedway track champion, and now a married man. 
That's right. That's exactly right. And you guys are doing your honeymoon at Quaker Steak and Lube. That's awful nice. Of, I mean, that was pretty nice for you to take her out to the one of the best restaurants in town. No, I didn't even do that tonight. <laughs> Left her home. <laughs> when are you guys doing your honeymoon? I think we're going to go to the Daytona 500, I think, or something like that. Uh, it'll be a fun time. I've never been to a big NASCAR race before, so we'll yeah. uh, get to experience that and have some fun with it. Also joining us on the show to help out with some uh, bullet points is uh, Billy Rock of Adams County Speedway. Billy, it's been a long time since we have somebody from ACS on the show. Appreciate you driving all the way up here and taking some time out of your night. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, I don't know when you're doing the triple atomic wing challenge, but uh, I had some about five ranges lower tonight. I couldn't do it. So, yeah. Uh, I thought I'd come over and give a little test in tune, but uh, nonetheless, uh, glad to be over here tonight and uh, do a little season recap with these guys. Yeah, uh, November 7th is... Yep. Uh, the burn practice. I got time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to go down November 7th. I really like I'm I'm not too concerned about myself cuz I did it last year even though it's hotter now. Uh, I'm really worried about Jordan Grabowski. The guy can wheel a race car like it's nobody's business and and he's put that car into places that not a lot of people would but I'm really worried about him for that triple atomic challenge. It's going to be interesting. Well, he's pretty smart. He'll probably wear a diaper. He, oh, he's going to wear a diaper for the, ne- the de- couple of days after that. So maybe we can get him a, a, a sponsorship from Depends for next season. <laughs> We're talking about uh, Brad Deary in the 37D picking up a track championship, two of them in the year this year. We already talked to you earlier this year uh, for the uh, I-80 Speedway track championship, but got yourself another one at Adams County Speedway. Kind of recap your year just a little bit and, and ha- thoughts on what you think went well and maybe some areas you could have improved. Well, uh, this year we ran our uh, 2019 car there, our B&B chassis. Uh, we had it updated over the winter, so that was a little bit of a learning curve there for the first few weeks and uh, getting it dialed in and did some changes early on through the year and just kept getting faster, I, I felt like, through the year. And uh, then we started clicking some wins off pretty good and uh, had some great competition over there running with all the stock car guys. Everybody's pretty close and, and a good friend of mine, uh, Steve Churchill, you know, him and I was battling one and two for the last half of the season, probably a lot there. And uh, a lot of it was starting positions and where you could get a break and go where they weren't. So, uh, Billy, anything to add on his season, uh, how he did, uh, thoughts on his year, and, and maybe, maybe some tips for ways he could do better next year? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he's going to do any better. Obviously, you know, <laughs> winning a track championship is – it's hard to beat, but, you know, uh, we didn't have the greatest car count this year in the stock car class, and that's something we're hearing a lot of scuttlebutt here already in the off season. that, you know, a lot of guys looking to maybe make a change next year and maybe come at, uh, back out in the stock car class. So I'm really hoping that we can get some bigger numbers. It was one of those deals, I think, whether it was Brad or Steve Churchill or any of those guys this year, you had to find your way out in front early, didn't you, Brad? I mean, yep. it was so important to make that right move at the right time because it wasn't like the days of old when you had to start 12th as the point leader. You might have been started back in the sixth position, but – you had five or six guys right there that was a hornet's nest. You had to make that right move right out the gate to be able to, to get those points and uh, get the victories to get it done. That's exactly right. That's how I felt. Uh, just a few laps into it, you had to have your game plan on where you were going and stick to it or change quickly and adapt in order to, to win out there. So, Any similarities you were able to draw between I-80 and Adams County? I know they're are they similar size, but far less banking at, at ACS. Big half mile measured yeah. around the inside of the racetrack, I would say. So IED obviously has the banking. You know, Brad can tell you they're both probably the two fastest racetracks around. I think Johnny Gibson called total BS when I told him that we were a four-tenths mile racetrack at IED, and he goes, this is a half mile. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, one gear difference for us. Uh, some guys, it might be one or two, but uh, it was one gear change for us. We'd change gear, you know, and come out. And, and uh, you were pretty close. You could leave the same gear in, and a lot of people did, and had good success with it either way. So, Sorry, did you say it was a tight battle between you and Steve Churchill? A weekly show, yeah. Because yep. I think there was a woodshed involved. Six woodshed. wins on the year. Oh, well, yeah. And you beat him by almost 100 points, or no, by 56 well, points. Well, that's just a bad luck night or two or three there. <laughs> I had one bad luck night there. So. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't finish that one. Six wins on the year, though. Uh, 17 races, I think I saw. Is that, that how many there bad. was? I don't know. 16, 17, I think, you know, we got rained out on our uh, tradition or finale on that one, so I think we had 15 points tonight, maybe 16 in there, so. Okay. One of those deals, you know, it's it, one of those deals for Brad, it was kind of tough this year. He's a guy that's used to going for the national championship and things like that. Car count uh, just didn't really help the guys this year in this class, and like I say, we get that built back up next year, we'll see if some of these guys can be back there uh, continuing to get back to Charlotte. Uh, Brad, again, talking with Brad Deary, driver of the 37D uh, stock car out at uh, Adams County Speedway, picking up the track championship. Uh, plans on next season? Are you going to continue to run Adams County Speedway in the stock cars? Yeah, we're going to continue to run there weekly, support our local track there. It's 23 miles from home. You can't go wrong there. Um, great facility. It's a fun track to be at. Awesome surface. I mean, every night we had a great surface to race on. I mean, it was just week in and week out. You can't ask for anything better. One thing I, I've been a little bit jealous of what I see Adams County Speedway doing on social media is, is some terrific fan interaction. They don't just stick with the typical, okay, here's your kid's money grab. Okay, here's your kid's car ride-alongs. It's a lot of really fun, interactive stuff that ACS does. It sure is, you know, and being myself where I've got kids uh, as a racer, you know, I've got three of them, and they get to participate in those type of things, and it re they really look forward to it. The bike races, is, I mean, a lot of tracks do it, but it's always a hit for them to come do it and, and the money grab, like you say, and they're always counting how much they got and how much they're going to get and who's going to get more and have a little competition between them. We did... Uh, the boxcar races with the kids one night. My kids weren't able to be there that night, but uh, that is always entertaining as a racer to sit there on a front stretch and watch them kids run around there. But uh, one thing they did this year I thought was pretty cool was the uh, Hot Wheels, and there was uh, different voltage of batteries or whatever. They had two classes that they ran in, and my little boy got to compete in that, and uh, you cannot get over the smile on his face. You just you <laughs> cannot see. That's priceless. I mean, he just had a blast. So so is it like those big wheels that were on juiced up on 12-volt batteries or a couple of 12-volt batteries? Power wheels, no modifications allowed. Yeah. No modifications. And who was the tech inspector that night? Because we know these guys can get a little bit gray every once in a while. Uh, we're still waiting on the tire samples to come back from a couple of them. So uh, nobody's been DQ'd as of this point. Everybody did walk out with a trophy. But, uh, you know, just to kind of build on what Brad said, you know, one of the things that we've been fortunate the last few years is uh, Mike Van Gander came in, you know, two, three years ago, and, and he taught us a lot at the Adams County Speedway. And the efficiency of a program, it means so much after the races to be done at 9.45, 10 o'clock, and to see the kids going down to the drivers and Brad or whoever it is putting the kid in their car, that goes a long ways to getting, A, that kid and that parent to come back the next week and yeah. help them feel that grandstand. And that's what we need to do as a racetrack. Everybody. Absolutely. And, and did they race those carts on the racetrack or like on a concourse in the separate area? Right down front. Right, right down the, the front track. stretch? Usually nice. take a uh, pace truck and draw a chalk line around the pace truck, move the pace truck, and <laughs> you hope that they go around in a circle, but as Brad can tell you, there's a few that think they can just cut through the middle, and right. uh, it's an entertaining time. <laughs> I, it's I just as entertaining as for the fans as it is the kids. Figure eight race next year. Well, I tell you, my boys was a monster <laughs> truck, and I told them, you cannot run anybody over, and that kind of spooked me a little bit, but 
you know, because he likes to play monster truck with his grave right. digger. So. Well, when you get the bigger truck, you tend to run people over. Oh, he tries. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, once again, talking with Brad Deary, 2022 Adams County Speedway Track Champion. I know we just ran through it a couple of weeks ago, but two track championships. You get to talk about it again. Let's thank some of those great sponsors. Yeah, I couldn't do this without everybody that thanks me here. Uh, Stock Car Body Engineering, Sleeps Tile Yard, Dairy Construction, DW Race Engines, uh, Dale Wooder. He builds a great, awesome power plant. Uh, Cresta Napa, uh, Ramsey Grinding, Farm Bureau Financial Services, Jake Gillespie. Uh, B&B Chassis, um, Paul Berger's, like I say, he's hands down. He's a top-notch guy. I talk to that guy often, every week almost. I mean, we just, we really, really are lucky to have him on our program. Um, now my wife, Taylor, she, uh, <laughs> we got married there, what, two days ago? So yeah. that was pretty cool. But uh, it had a, we had a great time there. And my kids, uh, Justice and Meredith and Marshall, my mom and dad, I couldn't do it without their support. Uh, my in-laws, Scott and Chris. Uh, Tyler Gray stepped up, you know, and helped a lot on the car this year. And bro his son, Brody, um, his daughter, McKenna, and his wife, Micah, and Quentin. And my brother, Josh, he's always comes in in a pinch. If we're in a got something to blown up, you know, he's going to help us get it through the week and keep things going. And uh, I just can't thank uh, Adams County Speedway enough for giving us a place to race. You know, some people take a great facility for granted in a show that gets over early every yeah. week. I mean, you just... That is, as a parent, uh, seeing that happen, you know, and, and the fire and safety, everything there is top-notch. I just really, really appreciate it, and uh, I'd love to see more guys coming down in our stock car class and, and just keeping up with us all. So, uh, Just an oddball question. You got married, you said, a couple of days ago, I believe, on October 23rd? 20, 22nd. No, 22nd. He hadn't forgotten the date What was it about yet. that day? Because was, it was you and three other race people's wedding. Well... You look at the schedule in April, and you're like, when can we get married that's not a Saturday to race? Well, screw that up. There was one in Memphis that was a pretty good-paying show. <laughs> then there was uh, the Beatrice show, you know, last yeah. weekend. But you you take your evils, and that's probably – it had great weather. I mean, for the 22nd it, October. You picked a great, great day. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I think everybody that raced had a wonderful day. I mean, yeah. it really was. But uh, you look at your schedule like that, and also it's 10, 22, 22. How can you mess that yeah, up? That might have been you got to keep up with that, Dan. See, and I thought Are it you was married, Dan? No. Girlfriend? Yeah. Oh. Well, see, you got to pick a date. I guess My gotta... niece did it better. She got 10, 10, 20, 20 during the pandemic. That. Nice. 10, yeah. 10, 20, 20. Whoa. I like that. That's I'm awesome. more of a traditional guy. January 1, yeah. December 31st. You know, I, I got to go something. These are ideas, One end or the other. But I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the, the course I'm taking or anything like that. So Listen, I want to get me excited. Yeah, just January 1, I'm going to get married when I'm hungover. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> now you're going to be double hangover because of the, uh. the New Year's Eve party and the bachelor party. Uh, uh. It was just kind of weird to me. I was, I was sitting there. I was like, we could go to three different weddings tonight. Yeah, you could. And. Yeah, we ended up going to uh, to Robbie Anderson and uh, and Shelby Shelby's wedding. We had some crashers yeah. come out. It was all a good did you? time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. There was plenty of people at the Chase Weiler uh, wedding too, and I imagine well, that got a little out of hand. So Saturday morning, I'm like, "Oh, we got to go buy more beer. We ain't gonna have enough beer. We got to go buy more beer." Yeah, we would have had enough. So now we have a lot of beer. <laughs> Discount. 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 Another party. Uh, did we you could sign up for party. the for the palette of beer from Quaker Steak and Lube? No. I'm more of a whiskey guy myself. Okay. I, you keep the whiskey. You know what you know. I, Dan sells liquor. I do. You do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh. That's what I run around and do full-time job. Is sell See, I didn't know that. Beer, wine, and whiskey. 
Well, I like whiskey. So it's a good, good job. <laughs> I love it. My liver, however. Uh, anyways. He's the head sample guy in the county. Yeah. Yeah, right? You could, good guy Listen, to know. The managers, they're like, hey, uh, meeting in the boardroom, 8.30 Friday morning. I'm usually fairly buzzed by 8.45 because we've had four wines, three Irish whiskeys, a couple of different beers, and they just keep passing them down. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and then you got to pay attention to the tasting notes and self-control I do not have. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, congratulations on a second track championship. Thank Doubling you. up in a year is, is, I mean, just winning one is a big deal for a lot of people. You were able to double up. Yeah, that's a, it's a great feeling to have. And like I say, that was... That was my goals going into the years. I wanted to be champion at both, um, and we got that done. And I feel very accomplished for doing that. Very humbling feeling. It really is. So. All right, man. Look forward to talking to you this time again next year for uh, another Adams County Speedway Track Championship. You can count on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week's show. Thanks, to everybody, for tuning in. Make sure to like and share the front stretch so we can continue to grow. Have a safe and happy uh, Thanksgiving, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week on Tuesday the 29th. Have a good weekend, everybody. The official watering hole of the Front Stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Too quick to stake and lose. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube.